Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today on the show, we have Trevor Wisecup. Hey, Trevor. Hey. How are you guys doing? (laughs) Good. Thank good, you so good, much good. for joining us. We're super excited to chat. But before we get into it, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and giving us a background on how you got into photography? Yeah. So I moved to uh, New York City in 2017 when I was 19. I did not intend to move here to take photos. But uh, when I moved <laughs> here, my girlfriend at the time was taking uh, a photography 101 class at the School of Visual Arts. And she had some leftover film. And I was like, you know what? Well, actually, a friend, of, I started working at a, a coffee shop and they showed me the work of Daniel Arnold. And uh, after that, I was pretty much hooked. In a way, I was like, these are very strange photos. So she had these extra rolls after she finished class. And then I was like, can I have those? And they were black and white triacs, which I don't shoot at all anymore. <laughs> and uh, I shot those rolls and I looked at the initial rolls and I actually got pretty discouraged initially. I was like, I fucking suck. But turns out oh. I didn't suck eventually. I just kept taking photos after that. So that's how <laughs> I got better. into photography. I didn't, I didn't move here to do that, but uh, it just pretty much fell into the lap with the inspiration of Daniel. So I always say this is my favorite part of the show because everybody's like story is different. And I love hearing it when it wasn't like, oh, I found a camera and the camera was really cool. I love when you're like, I saw somebody's work and was like, yeah, what the heck is this? Yeah. You know, like that is pretty, f- that's, I mean, that's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what happened. I mean, also one of my roommates with that girlfriend also was going to uh, SVA for photography. And that was not really an influence, but I was like, if this guy's going to school, you know, I'm not going to school. I didn't go to college. So I was like, I'll just Mm. pick up a camera after I saw his work and I'll just try to make interesting photos that are mine. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. And then here we are today. So what was that camera that you got your hands on first off? Uh, I used her grandmother's camera, a 58 millimeter 58 millimeter <laughs> 1.2 Minolta SRT 101. Wow. <laughs> I, I got that sitting Deep cut. Right? I only yeah. got 10 yeah. rolls on that. Which is crazy. This He's going to pull right it out. Look. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nuts that it, it's just sitting on my desk? Ever, ever used it? Uh, Not that one specific, but I have used that setup before. This one I just, yeah, it's great. It's great. It, it, it's okay. It's okay. The, the funny thing is the one that I used, the light meter didn't work. So I just winged it the whole time. Nice. Oh, wow. nice. I, I, you know, I, I, I had no, I had no teaching, so I just guessed. You went for it. It yeah. worked. It worked. That that kind of wants me to go back a little bit. Do you have any sort of like? Was there any sort of like artistic thing in your life? Were you into like drawing or music or mm-hmm. anything crazy like that pre finding the camera? Yeah. Huh. Okay. 
this is going to be good. When I was very young, I was, I drew a lot and I was like recommended to like some school, some art school in Virginia when I was like five, but you had to pay oh, to go wow. there. So, I didn't go to that. So, I stopped drawing for a little bit. And then in middle school, I drew a lot that like all during class, actually in second grade, I would draw so much that I wouldn't even do my schoolwork. So, I had to oh. repeat second grade. Wow. I, I would go up to the teacher and I throw the, I would go up to the teacher and I'd say, I'm throwing this away. And I would throw it away <laughs> in the trash in front yeah. of the teacher because I didn't care because I just wanted to do that kind of stuff. Um, and then I realized when I got held back by my mom that you can't, mm. you can't not do your work. So, I did the work. Right. And um, eventually in middle school, I was drawing a lot, but I wouldn't pay attention in class. And then in high school, I got into fashion. I I really liked clothes and stuff like that. So, mostly vintage. I, I think there's a lot of artwork on like 80s tees and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, this one you'll like. Uh, when I was when I was a sophomore in high school, I built an electric guitar from scratch. Oh, I love I that. I got down the tree and I built the whole thing because my my uncle uh, built Oh, like from cars. real scratch, like you cut down yeah, the tree. I cut down the tree. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, redwood. Uh, wow. Not redwood, sorry. Uh, it was cherry, cherry. But um, yeah, I built a guitar from scratch, made like a Les Paul imitation and I put the inlay instead of it saying Gibson it said wise cup on the top of the stock so oh nice. uh, I, I don't have it here I wish I did it's in North Carolina with my father but music I've always been a big music person uh, but I never played I played trumpet mm. in middle school that's it okay that's what I was looking for the trumpet right there it makes, it, makes yeah. all sense. I, I sucked, I sucked <laughs> too and I wore gloves because I didn't want to get the trumpet dirty so I wore gloves and people always oh. yeah I wore white gloves and they're like who are you Michael Jackson and I was like come on <laughs> I just I love hearing like the pre even photography stuff just because it all kind of springs from somewhere you know mm -hmm. like there's some sort of creativeness I feel like in all of us that's I mean if it's like doing plant stuff or gardening or you know there's there's yeah. some sort of artistic pull i feel like in in pretty much everything we do at some point it's always there i mean i mean yeah. i feel like yeah. i always like had some sort of ambition to make something artistically but it just didn't really it wasn't realized until i moved to new york so it took yeah. it took me like 20 years yeah i always wanted yeah. to do it but i just didn't know how i mean i was young i was a kid but you yeah. still drawing? You still draw? I was going to ask. No, that was my next draw. question. No. no. Wow, really? Photography. So photography just has grabbed yeah. you by it. photography, and I I do videos now. I I I have a YouTube. I I and it's really it's it's mostly documentary stuff. Like I just I it's like an extension of the camera. I record the stuff on the street just like I would take yeah. a photo. Because sometimes taking a photo isn't enough. Sometimes you got to record a video. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm. That's funny you said because I'm I'm realizing that. Now that I have a, a a kid, that the like I love the photos, but I'm I want I'm also doing video a lot more mm -hmm. because you know now he's starting to talk, he's walking. Like I want to look yeah. back at all that and like remember really remember it. Like you know have it that I can always go back to. It. Like it's how funny he said our dog's names this way, or like he said he said you know like absolutely it's they're really hand in hand, and that's like awesome that you, that you are doing that too because I'm kind of getting into that mode. I just I just don't always feel like the picture always tells the full story. So sometimes I'll be holding 
an iPhone in one hand and the camera in the other hand. And I'll take wow. that photo, but I'm also recording a video at the same time. I yeah. love that. I mean, I mean, why not do both? Because that that's like like t- like time capsules type stuff, you know. Like you're gonna have a good documentation of this time in our lives in 30, 40, 50 years. You know what I mean? I love it. We need to get you one of those like GoPros for the top of your yeah. camera. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I kind I kind of like. Yeah. I mean, people have told me to do POVs and like you know show how I take photos, and and it probably would be good. Maybe I don't know, but. I'm I'm more of like I I when I'm using an iPhone or whatever camera I have like I'm 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 still like thinking about the framing like I'm holding the camera a certain right. way yeah. like I keep it down low like no one has ever called me out for filming people call me out for photography huh. all the time but Interesting. filming that has never had been a problem so I kind of like that uh, would it be good for confrontations because I do get in those uh, having mm-hmm. a GoPro yeah, yeah probably but. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I've never done it. Exciting. I love your like version of street photography. Just watching, you know, like we were talking about before we started your walkie-talkie with Polly and stuff. Like, just seeing how you, there's just such like a positivity of it, and I, I can see why you get in like the little scraps and stuff. There takes some like real serious gusto to get in front of somebody and take their picture like that, especially today's age where everybody thinks we're out to get them and make them look like a fool and stuff like that it's but you're just always like hey how's it going and and, you know like you're just i love i love when you're like hey you look great like i I feel like i feel like you you could get away with a lot of it if you didn't turn back and be like by the way you look great people are like wait what did you take a photo yeah yeah what happened (laughs) yeah yeah i get into some stuff sometimes um and it, it took a long time to build up that kind of courage to do that I mean, I've been doing that since probably a year. Like after a year, I realized, you know, a lot of stuff's not going to go down. Like most people aren't right. going to either notice or care. And that 1% of people that get angry, I can kind of diffuse. But then sometimes right. people are so angry, it doesn't matter what you say. You can say you look great. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got to right. kind of, in those situations, I'll be honest, sometimes I have to be a little bit of a jerk. Where I'm like, fuck yeah. off. Like, yeah. like you just yeah. don't get it. And I can't, I, there's no amount of words I can tell you to get it. So goodbye. Like, yeah. It, it sucks. Cause like, I wish, I wish they understood it a little more, but you know, no one, not everyone's gonna like what you do. It's just the reality of it. I, I, it I, I, I do like the, the, your approach in general, though, because a lot of, you know, street photography kind of gets looked on as like, well, you're, you know, you're not, you're being sneaky, you're not being truthful, you're like, you know, you're not letting these people have you know, autonomy for for their for where their image goes and stuff like that. But I like that you will acknowledge people, whether whether it's because they're upset or because you just want to say, I took your photo because you look good. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think it's like a more truthful approach to street photography, in my opinion. Yeah, I. We could talk a lot about the landscape of street photography now because I have a lot yeah. of opinions. But um, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are going out and they're either shy, so they're like not close, and they're not. I don't really think a lot of people are sneaking it. And I don't want to mention anybody by name, but some people don't even yeah. look through the viewfinder. I look through the viewfinder. I'm I'm very obvious every time because I right. I don't want to act like I'm. It's not about being sneaky. I just don't want to hide anything. I want, I, 
I don't mind if anyone knows I'm taking a photo, just as long as, sorry. Uh, That's okay. No cuts. No, no. No cuts. It's just like, I just don't <laughs> want I just don't want to hide anything. Like, I don't want to be that guy. I just want it to be very right. obvious that I did what I did. And then if they're right. upset by it, then I'll talk to them. That's pretty much what I want to do at all times. If they want, I said this in the walkie talkie, if they want an explanation, yeah. I'm more than welcome to give them one. Does that ever like deter you from like, I don't have the energy for the rest of that today. So I'm like, not going to go take photos or do you sometimes go out? Like, I feel, I feel no, like, never you know, you know what I'm just talking No, I'm never, I'm never really okay. deterred okay, good. by it. No, no, no. Because I mean, what you saw in that video, did you watch the end of the video where the guy was really angry at me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not, that's not a common occurrence. Yeah, okay. yeah. If I okay. shoot ten hours a day, eight hours a day, that might happen maybe once. Maybe it doesn't happen at all. Right. That's just the risks I'm taking. Right. I, I, I know that it's possible it could happen at any time. Right. But it's yeah. not it's not very common. But I know how to like I feel like I know how to handle it when it would happen. Like in that video I said, Okay, okay. Like yeah, I, yeah. I just yeah. listened. That's all I could do was listen. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not really deterred by it. It makes me wonder like you know, with the like the old time, like the greats, what did they have to deal with? Like, you know, because the, there's no, they were only documenting with photo. There wasn't, a, you know, really any yeah. video right. of that time period. I mean, there's a lo- there's a little bit of like Gildan getting into some shit, but yeah, like, yeah, not there's not really any. No, there's no video. I, honestly, I don't even really know many accounts from like Winogrand or- Right, right. Not Mermelstein or like, Mermelstein actually did say one time he got into some shit, but uh, like Meyerowitz, I, I doubt Meyerowitz yeah, yeah, got yeah. anything. Like, I don't know. I yeah, don't he's, know. Like, he's like the sweetest guy ever. <laughs> I know. It's not known. So this is like, I feel like recently a lot of my stuff has been documented because there's mul- that's not the only confrontation I've had. Like right. there's like yeah. six. There was like two in that video. That lady too was like Yeah, that lady didn't like mad. Me No, she didn't like yeah. yeah, I feel like it's becoming more known that like you can get into some trouble doing this. Sure. Especially yeah. if you're doing what I'm doing. Because I get, you know, four or five feet away. I wonder if it's like the age of like cell phone cameras too. Like people are just more aware of it than back in the day, you know? Yeah. I also think that street photography has become a lot more popular. In the sure. last yeah. last like yeah. two years, and totally, like, totally, I think a lot more people like a lot of people are more aware of. It. I see people looking at me all the time. Like they see a camera and they're like, kind like I don't know, like they're just kind of more sensitive. Six years ago, when I started, that wasn't really a thing. Like they, sure. they didn't look at you with a camera, and you just you just have a camera. But now it's a little different. So if yeah. if street photography keeps going how it's going, everyone's gonna know what's gonna happen. Right, and everybody's gonna have a camera. <laughs> yeah, everybody's that's true. gonna be that's shooting because there's it, there's been a lot of new people. It's yeah. it's, it's kind of exploded. There was only like twenty people running around on the street like three four years ago. Now there's hundreds. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say you see it in in like your videos and in Polly videos yeah. and all the New York crew videos that it's just like the crowd of even walking when I'm watching you guys walking, you see people with cameras that aren't even a part of that crew. It's just, it's pretty crazy how popular, I mean, I sit here every day and I'm like, damn, I need to get up to New York. Cause this just looks like so much fun all the time. You said you're coming, right? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to go to the Lomography thing coming up on the, I think it's like the 23rd. Yeah. You I would, I would love out. to. Well, hang out. Yes. 
do some street photography. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. then you see how <laughs> the photography goes. <laughs> Actually, I was with uh, I was with Matt Day last night. Yeah, I saw I saw your video. Yeah, <laughs> I was with Matt Day and a bunch of people, and there was a guy like smoking a cigarette outside, and like I don't exactly remember. It was outside a bodega, and I just flashed it, and then someone goes, "Was that Trevor?" And then I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> but no one else was taking photos the whole time. I took one photo. Yeah. Like, that was Trevor. Wow. Like, yeah, I was. Yeah. That's great. I love it. I you'll love you'll it. see it when you come up. How did you get linked up with uh, with Daniel Arnold? I saw you were like babysitting his cats or something yeah. like that. Is that, is that's that what ins- I saw? That's an insane yeah. story. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I, I, I used to. I, I don't anymore because Daniel has a girlfriend. So now she does that. But yeah, uh, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I used to stay at his house occasionally because he needed, you know, he'd go to Italy to shoot for Prada and he'd be like, can you watch, can you watch my cat for a week? And I'd say, yeah, man, how'd I get linked up with him? I met him a month after I started taking photos. Wow. Uh, and then it was that's like, insane. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, that's just, I saw this guy changed my life. His work inspired me so much to pick up a camera and start doing photography. And now we're besties. Now like, we're hanging out. Oh, now I'm watching his cat. Now I'm watching his cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a really crazy story that probably shouldn't be in the podcast, but Daniel Arnold is like, oh. a, is like a big brother. Like, I just went through a dark oh. time and he got me out of that. Mm. Let's just put it that way. Gotcha. I love it. Um, you can keep that Legend. One. Uh, no, yeah. He's, he's like a big brother. <laughs> But I don't know, like, you know, gradually over time, I kept taking photos and then he started to like the photos I was taking. And then we, you know, I'd go to events and I'd see him and he's he's quirky like I am a little bit. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we just clicked. And one time he asked me, it's a little sad, but he asked me to assist on a shoot and um, uh, Angus Cloud was there and he passed uh, away recently. Right. Uh but I assisted on that shoot and he doesn't, he doesn't bring assistance. That's not, he doesn't need assistance. Wow. But, you know, I reloaded right. his cameras that day, all the whole day, and hung out. And uh, yeah, Daniel's the best. That's all I can say. Daniel is the best. Shout out Daniel. I love to hear it. We agree. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing this without him. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, we're literally, yeah. literally. Yeah. It's crazy. Literally. And so you just, uh, you just released a zine too, right? I did. Uh, do you want to, well, I know this isn't being filmed, but I can show you on the webcam. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got a zine. Uh, Mark mentioned it. <clears throat> Resurgence. Yeah. Got all oh, yeah. the goodies great. in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just released it. Sold about 400. Damn, that's congrats, Congratulations. Yeah. That's not that bad at all. Hello. Not too bad. Especially at the price it was. I priced it a little high, but. Well, that's because I think the work's good enough to be a book, but dude, one hundred percent, yeah, your stuff. Yeah. That was my next question. I was like, okay, we did a zine. Is book in the future? If, if I had a publisher, yeah. it would have been a book because every time yeah. I make something, it's it's more like a book. It's not a zine. It's not like I fucking walked on Madison Avenue for ten days. This is my zine. I was in New York. I went to San Francisco. This is my <laughs> yeah. zine, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I every time I make something physical, it has to have like a lot of thought. Because this, t- I mean, this took like two months to put together, but it's six years of work, so. Okay. Wow. Okay. That was going to be a question as well. Yeah. And are you doing the layout and design or do you have like a like a team that you work with or how, how does that all work? So, my buddy, uh, Mike Ack, he designed the zine 
and I'm not going to discount anything he did, but I made all like the final decisions. Like I was like, we got to have it. Yeah. We got to have sure. it pink and we got to have it changed to blue and we've got to have this photo on the back and like, he, but the funny thing is he sequenced the whole thing. I was like, I want okay. you to sequence it uh-huh. and then I will approve whether I like it or not. So, he sequenced the whole thing and I didn't really change much. Like I changed like two, two, two pairs, that's it. I find the sequence, like when I work on a zine or a, a project like that, the sequencing is always is always one of the toughest parts for me because you you know you want to tell the story with the with the work right. or at least have some sort of ending of parts and beginning of parts. I I you know I obsessed over Alex Soth videos on the internet of where he goes through people's <laughs> books and zines and he's like uh, this part here would work better over here you know so like Oy, I'm yeah. always like super self conscious when I'm working on something like that. So that's that's a cool idea to kind of hand that off to somebody else to do that. I I need to work on something like that. Absolutely. I also about Alex Soth. I used to go to bed just and just put the video on and just go to sleep <laughs> and like two a.m. Yeah. No, uh-huh. they're great. They're, it's like it's kind of like they're therapy, great. like photo therapy. Yep, exactly. I haven't watched one of his videos in a while, but they always are good. Always, like I, I same thing. I always put them on when I'm going to bed because I think his original intentions for that stuff he wanted to do like a podcast type thing yeah. where he what? wanted us to just kind of have it on and, and and vibe with it. Yeah, but unfortunately they have to be videos because you have to look at the photos. But I know you yeah. got to look at the photos. I know. <laughs> look at the photos. And his voice is so, hey, I'm Alex So Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> from Minnesota. <laughs> from St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always. That's, that's what's like missing from our show is like the fact that we, we, we can't like sh- show the f- photos or like I know, you held I up know. your zine and like we saw it, but you guys can't see it. No, that makes sense. So do you ever have any plans of like breaking out of the street photography thing? Like, do you ever want to work on any other sort of projects? Is there any sort of what oh, else yeah. do you want to do with photography? Or are you just going to ride ride or die street photography until you're kind of sick of it? No, I will. I'll never get sick of it. But um, yeah, my my next. Well, I've never been anywhere in the U.S. I've only been the East Coast. I lived in Virginia right. for 19 years and I've lived in New York for six I'm 25. Uh, my plan in photography and in life is just I'm gonna do. I'm gonna rip off Eggleston and Shore. I'm gonna just take road. I'm just gonna go on road trips and like yeah. explore that. Because because I can I can still I t- when I leave this city I still take photos the same way. So mm-hmm. I'm just gonna right. go to different places and take photos the same way. So the plan is to travel the U.S wherever midwest just wherever i go that's what i really want to do um i'm not sick of the street i'm still going to keep doing it because i'm not done with it and i'm never going to be done with it because that's where the roots are but if i didn't start taking street photos i don't think i would be nearly as i don't want to call myself talented but many people do so i'll just say nearly as good as i am now if I didn't start with that as the basis right because if you start with street i feel like you can do anything in photography, you can oh, take it, portraits, mm, you can do anything because you already know how to take a photo of a random person right? Mm-hmm. and you have n- no control of it. So then when they give you the control, it's like, wow, I can do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, I don't know where you're going with that, but that makes 100% sense. Yeah. Like totally. I mean, William Klein took so many photos in vogue in the 50s but he started out as mm-hmm. a street photographer. Same with Robert Frank. Like he didn't take fashion photos, right. but he took assignments and they were yeah good because he was a he already knew how to take photos candidly so look at daniel daniel arnold's assignments like 
they're not yeah. they're not street photos. They're photos of people candidly because he took street photos. Like once you yeah. learn how to do that, then you can do anything. Right. That's so true. Just with my like spurt of street stuff that I was doing while I lived in Nashville, like I had such a good time and it gives you so much courage and like gratification when you nail a shot, like especially when I was walking around with my Mamiya, like the big RB67 doing like street portraits on that. You have to be quick and then to be quick with something that's so slow, like you got to change everything and it's just and then actually working with people later on because those street portraits actually is what got me shooting like real portraits it's it's mm-hmm. pretty cool how that works is it okay if i ask you a question yeah sure and it's not important but i'm curious do you think someone that takes street portraits are they a street photographer hmm. i mean that's such a like everybody talks about this you know what i mean yeah. i'm just curious a, i'm just curious so are are you saying like as in somebody who kind of rearranges a person for a shot? Yeah. Like a ribsy. Or just like or like yeah, like or a sissy sissy Lou. Yeah, sissy Lou says, like Yeah, I'm just curious. Know. Are they a street photographer? Because when you think of street photographer, you think of candid shots on the street. So I'm just yeah. curious. Right. Are you think they of, a yeah. street photographer or are they a portrait photographer? Not that what I care about any a... of this, because I don't. I'm just curious yeah. about your <laughs> answer. I'm wondering what if it could we put it because i feel like it's it's the answer is a bubble is yes like the umbrella is yes obviously because they're taking they're taking like portraits of people on the street so i feel like maybe it's like under a different category like portrait street photographer yeah okay Mm. i was just curious i look at it (laughs) because i explain this to my coworkers because they don't really know like when they think of photography like i work at a music store so when i'm like you know oh out taking pictures i always get shown like pictures on their phone like it's photography like there's a big difference between like photos and actual photography and they they're trying to like comprehend what i do and they're like well what are you doing i was like well i do a lot of like street this is what i always say Uh it's like i do a lot of street photography and like documentary style I'm trying, it's like a bubble. Cause like I'll post somebody or ask somebody sometimes for a shot. And I feel like that's yeah. not like the kismet moment of street photography that we're all looking for, but I'm still, you know, maybe my next shot's the one of, you know, the mom handing the kid a stick of gum and it's a cool shot. And it's, you know, it's just like a, I don't know. I think it is like what Chris said. It's, it's a bubble. It's a bubble of. Yeah. Actually, we should talk about this very quickly. I, I hate the term studio photography, like many I have. Kind, I kind of feel like it's overdone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just I just hate the term because I don't think about it as street photography. I think it, about it as document, like it's documentary. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if you're in in the United States, you're in Iraq. That doesn't matter. Because like, think of Gordon Parts. Is he a street photographer? Oh yeah. Or is he a documentary? Right, 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 right. He's not. He's not really a street photographer, but like a lot of his stuff's on the street. He's definitely a documentary mm-hmm. photographer. So. For a long time, when people would say, oh, what are you doing? Like, what what do you do? I'd say, oh, I'm a documentary photographer. Because, you know, 100 years from now, when all of us are dead, all three of us, yeah. they're going to be documentary photos. They're not necessarily street photos. Yeah. Yes, they're on You're the right. street, and it is street photography. I just don't like the term. It's just like, it's like, it's it, it makes it lesser. Documentary is like you're in, in the Middle East, or you're in Europe, or mm-hmm. you're wherever some conflict is. But street is like, oh, you're just a street guy. Like you just go out and take whatever you want. There's no agenda. There is an agenda. I'm just documenting, you know? No, I get it. I get it. I think it's, I think you're right. Yeah. And I also heard you say that when people are like, when somebody asks you like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm just documenting. Yeah. That's, that's, people can also 
who don't aren't in the photography world can hear that and be, maybe feel some type of way, maybe be more put at ease because like, yeah, oh, it's okay, easier like, to swallow if you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you think of like maybe if somebody did catch a term of street photography, you think of like Bruce Gilden, like right up in their face, like boom, Uh bam. And a lot of people don't really like those photos too much. I mean, I do. Like I'm a lover of that stuff. But I like Bruce. I meant Bruce. He's a a fine guy. He's fine. He's fine. He's a little (laughs) crazy, but he's fine. But like, yes. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that. Trust me. A lot of my friends are like, I hate Bruce's work. But he was different. You got to give him credit. He's a magnum for a reason. Like he's not bad. Just people just don't like him and his approach because it is very different. And people didn't like me and my approach in that video. I got a lot of hate for it. Really? Okay. I I got people saying I hate you just as much as the slaves. And I was like, what? They said that to me. Wow. What is that? What does that mean? People say the weirdest shit. I don't know. They They were like, I came here just to say that I hate you. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I got a lot of hate. A I got a lot of hate, but it's okay. I don't care. It's that's so weird because like I really felt good about your approach because you like you said, you're like, I'm not trying to agreed sneak up on these people. I'm not like if they want explanation, I'll tell them what's going on. It's mu- it's a much kinder way about going about it than than just being like click whoop and this like then somebody could see their photo in a magazine someday or in on gallery and be like, When the heck did that happen? Yeah, well people don't some people just will never it's not even understanding. They're just never going to like the practice of getting very close to someone and taking a photo without asking. Right. My, yeah. my, my ex-girlfriend never liked what I did. She liked the. She wow. thought I was a good photographer, but she didn't like what I did. She thought it was exploitative right. and, you know, you're not right. asking any permission. So, some right. people are just never going to like it and that's never going to change. And mm. we, we can't change their mind. So, yeah. when people get angry at me and I'm trying to explain it, I can't change their mind. That's it's the same thing. And I'm still going to do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm you not going to let that discourage to. me, but a lot of people get discouraged by that. Man, so you've, you've done some... You've done some paid work and stuff like that, right? Haven't you? Like some, yeah. like some magazine or website stuff. I feel like I've done. I've done a few New York Times assignments. That's what it was. That's, okay. most, that's yeah. mostly it. Mostly New York Times. Not not a lot. Only only like four. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about doing stuff like that? Coming from your perspective. Uh, how do I feel about it? I mean, I I like it. I mean, I was hired to do exactly what I do, and I didn't really have okay. a lot of parameters around it. I mean, I got the dream assignment technically yeah which was shoot street that's all it was there was no other thing it was just mm. yeah street right now i didn't love the photo like one of the photos i really did like actually one of my favorite photos but besides that like i didn't really kill it like i wanted to do because you only have a week to do it okay. you have one week right. to take you know 10 good photos and that's not, it's not that easy but no um yeah like they they pretty much gave me full control of what I wanted to do. It was it is pretty that much is we dream. want you to shoot film. We want you to shoot film. We'll pay for the film. We'll let you have full artistic control. You just have to get what we want, basically. And I did the mm-hmm. first one was like it was Halloween mask. So I did I had my friend oh, yeah, in, a, yeah. in a in a Michael Myers mask. And then I just I did so those are staged, but they look like street photos. So I like did mm-hmm. I had my style but it was it was staged and they loved it. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was great. So yeah, like, how do I, what do I, how do I feel about it? I, I like it. It's good as long as long as like I'm allowed to do my thing. It's great. I've never compromised what I was doing when I did one of those. 
the only time I did compromise is when I shot for GQ last year and they never ran it. So no one knows. Oh. About it. Yeah. Bummer. For Fashion Week, which is this week. But Dang. yeah. Uh yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. New York Times hit me up again. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. Get this guy some more work. Put it out in the universe. What and I wanted to also ask you because from the videos and the stuff that I've seen of you, you're not like a gearhead snob guy, bro, dude. You know what I mean? Like it seems like a camera's <laughs> just like a tool for you type of thing. Or are you? Are you like a, a secret camera guy? I was like, imagine if he was like, here's here's well, all my cameras well, <laughs> behind him. It's kind of funny you ask that. I do have a shit ton of cameras. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, People guilty. Expensive. I bought them all before they. So I have like I have a Contax T3. I never use it. So I have all that shit Ooh. that everyone would want. But no, uh-huh. I'm not. A, no, I don't care. That's why I don't even use a Contax T3. I bet you a bunch of people would want to use it right now. I don't care about the Leica. I've been running around with a Chinon that came from the video. I've been running around with uh-huh. that uh-huh. for a whole month. I haven't even used a Leica. I don't care about the camera. Wow. Just as long as I'm taking the photo, that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm, mm. yeah, I'm not really a snob in terms of that. Like in in the walkie-talkie video, I barely mentioned anything. I mentioned it like two times because he asked me a question, so I answered the question. But it would yeah. the camera doesn't matter. Just take photos. That that that's just how yeah. I feel. I could be using not even any of the cameras I have here. I could be using a a Canon Sure Shot. It doesn't matter. Obviously, I use yeah, a Leica because I like it. And my father gave me one, so I'm lucky. But like, it does none of that matter. That's how I feel. Yeah. I, I, I probably would have bought one eventually because I'd be like, oh, let's try this out because everyone uses it. But at the end of the day, just use what you have. That's that's how I feel. Clip that and post it because that is very important right yeah. there. <laughs> I feel like I mean I was guilty of of being such a gearhead for the longest time. Looking back on my it's camera, hard roll not to and seeing. I just think Matt they're Dave pretty. Matt David, yeah. <laughs> right? That's how it happens. And I just got into it. You know what I mean? Like when you first get into it, and you mm-hmm. you get. I mean, just like you, you got a a bunch of cameras. You just kind of get into the. And there there was a bit of like soul searching too, like, you know, like if I get the Leica, is it going to finally change everything for me type situation? And no, you shoot the same kind of photos no matter what camera you have. I feel like I've been shooting the same stuff since I started doing yeah. it. So, I mean, yeah, I'm just always curious. I didn't, I didn't include this, but I, I started with the SRT 101 and then I used a stylus Epic for like Ooh. a month or two. And then I got the M6 from my dad. And then I started using that and then I was still using the stylus like when I went to work because I used to work at Columbia University. And then I went to a Yashica T4 when I went to work. Yeah. I used that for a while. But whenever I would go out to Chris's shoot- favorite. like a, <laughs> Whenever I go out to shoot a whole day, it was always the M6. But when I went to work, I would have either the Epic or the Yashica T4. And then eventually I, I was like, fuck these point and shoots. I'm just going to take the M6 on the train. So then yeah. I used the M6 on the train and then we're here right now and I'm like, fuck the M6. I'm going to use this fucking <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. None of it matters. It doesn't. Lumography was nice enough to send me a, a mini Diana recently. And oh, okay. it's like, you know, they're like the little light plastic cameras with the plastic lens. And there's there's no controls. You just like set sunny or shady, like you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, I would take these photos. I'm like, these are cool. Like these came out really cool. And I'm like, what? So it's like it really does. Like you can do really cool work with whatever you with have. Whatever you got, yeah. I mean, when I first started shooting, I I 
I don't know why I did this, but uh, I bought two disposables. And I, I got as mm-hmm. close as I do now with disposables. And they weren't bad. Mm. They weren't bad. Yeah. yeah. They were pretty good, to be honest. Like, four disposables, like, you, you're not really going to tell the difference. Sometimes, actually, the, the camera I'm using now, the, the, uh, the point and shoot, it looks just as good as a Leica, in my opinion. The lens does. Which like, point and shoot? I could, I could point post only that camera's photos and say, this is with a Leica M6 and everyone would believe me. Yep. It doesn't matter. Which, which point and shoot? Uh, a Chinon 3001. Good oh, luck. okay, Good okay, luck yeah. finding one on eBay because they're all gone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dang. Because <laughs> that video made them all sold out. I think I had one up at my antique booth I had uh, that I put up there. Bummer. The crazy thing is they were 30 bucks when I bought them. Mm-hmm. I bought six yep. of them. Now <laughs> they're selling for 500 <laughs> no, no, they way. are not. Yes, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. You can go to eBay, look at sold listings. I believe Damn. you. I believe that's you. How that's works. how it goes, that's man. That's how it works. When that's you how it works. Yeah, literally, we've seen it uh, uh, over and over again with these point shoots. So if somebody gets gets onto one, forget it. Everybody wants it. That's why I was a little bit of an asshole in the video. I was like, I'm going to tell you what the camera is. <laughs> like, and then people are like, it's got Chinon. And then and yeah. they're gone. They're gone. They got you. It's okay. They there's there's you. other Chinons that are secret. There's there's other ones that no one knows about. <laughs> no, they're going to buy them all up. Try, I'm trying to remember what the point shoot was somebody else's like it's a secret and then all of a sudden it was like these aren't cheap Gone. anymore either yeah. yeah yeah man that's just how it happens i, I love a point and shoot no they're great but the reason that yeah. i've been using the point and shoot recently is because i enjoy not thinking about any set i mm-hmm. like that i can just uh-huh. take Me a too. photo immediately and i don't have to think about it i decide yeah. the only thing i have to think about is do i want flash do i not want flash that's it yeah and i don't have to think yeah, about really. oh i gotta go to two eight at like 30th shutter. Uh-huh. I don't have to think yeah. about that. I just take it. So that's it's why I've been using that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, one, one last gear question from me. Sure. What are your thoughts on everybody in New York City having the M6 Leica? Like it just seems like a like a New York City because trophy. Yeah, I've been on eBay again and Craigslist. <sighs> what you want one? Yeah. Yeah, they're expensive. I- I'm I'm very lucky. I have four Leicas, but jeez, uh, you have four Leicas. And I have four. Of them. I bought them when. Well, I I so I didn't tell you. My grandfather gave me a Leica too. Oh man, he gave me a, wow. a, a Leica M4 black paint. It's worth like fifteen thousand dollars. It's crazy. Jesus. Yeah, Good I have Lord. an M4 in the black. Yeah, I've never I've paint. never I've shot one roll through it. It's like it's just an heirloom. But um, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I bought I bought wow. a pretty rare camera uh, during the pandemic. I bought a Leica M2R for eighteen hundred dollars on eBay. Now it's worth like five to six thousand dollars. Wow. Um, yeah, they went they went crazy. Sorry. Just the Leica went stuff went crazy. Even mine like doubled in price since the two years I've owned it. Yeah. I got really lucky. I actually bought a Leica this year. The first one that I, the first camera I bought in like almost two years, I bought an M4P for uh, 1600 which is a great price for that. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, it was on Instagram from like a guy that I'd followed for like five years. And he was like, I'm selling it for 16 I was like, I will buy that right now. Sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I bought that yeah. as as like a as like a secondary to the M6, but um, because I, I broke my M6 before, and then I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, I had plenty of cameras, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But like, I do enjoy using the camera. I'm not gonna say I don't like like it. All I said earlier right. is that it doesn't matter, but I do like using. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, same, so yeah, I bought here. that as Guilty. a backup. 
uh, how do I feel about the M6 as the New York City trophy? Uh, I say, yeah, get an M6. Why not? If, okay. you, if you have yeah. the money for an M6, get an M6. But again, I'll reiterate, it doesn't matter. You don't yeah. have to get an yeah. M6. You can get a Bessa. You can get a Bessa. I had a Bessa. It was awesome. Loved it. The only thing I will say, though, is if you want to buy a Leica, buy a Leica because it's going to be a good investment. Because I, re- I really don't, until film dies, hopefully not, knock on wood, until yeah. film dies, yeah. that camera's going to keep going up. So, yeah. if you buy, I, I told people two years ago. Buy it now. <laughs> I told people two years ago when it was like, you know, 1800 buy a Leica because it's going to keep going up in value. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to regret buying it. You can use no. it for right. six months and make a profit on it. Like, just, just mm-hmm. buy it. True. But True. people don't want to spend that kind of money. It's expensive. I get it. I get it. That's it's my a opinion. great investment, though. That's like one of the only things you can mm-hmm. really purchase, and it's not going to devalue unless it's broken or something. But right. I've never again, seen fix it. anyone buy a Leica and it go down in value. Exactly. Right. What about film? You were just saying, because I, I know Paulie asks this a lot in his videos. What about film? What if film goes away? What are you doing? Are you fine yeah, we've with- been asking, we've been asking our guests this question a lot recently, and I kind of love it. Do you mean a film goes away completely or color? Yeah, yeah. If it's kaput. No more okay. film. Uh, I already have a plan. Uh, I don't okay. know if I'm going to reveal the plan because they're rare. I'll Ooh, reveal oh. it. I don't care. Uh, I like it. Well, I, I doubt many people can buy it. Uh, a Leica M10D. They're worth. They're like seven thousand dollars. Yep, with well, the yeah. LCD. It's the, one. It's, the, it's the one that's like yep. film. Oh, no yeah. screen. Yep. It has no screen. It has a fake film advance. I don't care about that. But like, I don't want to be able to look at them. I just want to be able to huh. shoot. Yep. yep. I've used an M10D actually. Uh, one of them's in the Zine, by the way. No one knows this, oh, but one of the photos in the Zine sneaky. is digital. Yeah, sneaky. scandal. Uh, yeah, a little bit. We but, love it. Uh, my, my friend has an M10D, <laughs> and and I I was shooting so much film a couple months ago that I was running out, and he was like, "Do you just want to use the M10D today?" And I was like, "Sure." So I took like three hundred photos on that, and then I got a couple good ones. And Shit, it was nice. a, it's a great camera, and the experience is great. So that's probably what I'm gonna do. I don't have seven thousand dollars to buy one right now. No, but, I right? know. Eventually, I know. they only made a thousand of them. That's why I didn't really want to. Oh really? I thought there were way yeah, more than oh that. Oh my god! Okay. Well, they're rare. Because I, rare. when you said that, I was like, okay, I have a backup plan somehow. Like, well, if you went on eBay, there's probably not, only like three. Like they're yeah. they're not common yeah. at all. Yeah. But yeah, Wild. if you guys want to, whoever's listening, if you want to go buy all the fucking M10Ds, be my <laughs> guest. Whatever, Just save one for me. Yes, and and us, we would like we would like one too. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like the film community influenced like a, to reissue the m6 like when film that's dies crazy, all of way. us will be like hey can you make more of those cameras that are like phil <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, i've heard rumors i don't know who told me this because i have no connections to Leica, but someone said they might make an m11d who knows i have no idea oh my god we'll, we'll have to wait a year for that or what, however yeah. long like it takes but allegedly they might make another one there also was one before that. There was one like in 2015, like during the M62 era. So, th- so there's a couple, but I just don't want the screen. I don't want to, yeah. right. because if I have the screen, I, I'm I'm so yeah. like invested, I'll look at it. I don't want to look at it. Right. I have right. 350 rolls in a fridge right here that I haven't even seen. That's what I do. That's no a little way. more than I have. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, look at this, this Timothy over here. He does the same thing. <laughs> 
I'm not me. I finish roll. I drive to the lab. Nope. Like, no, nope. I'm gotta, not. I like, once I finish the roll, I'm. It's not even a confident thing. I'm just not worried about it. I'm like, I did it. It's done. I'll see it when I see it. Of course, I want to see new new work like all the time, but like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about it. Once I took the photo, it's over. I'll see it yeah. later. Did you see the Vivian Mayer documentary? Yeah, of course. Where where they found like all these rolls of film yeah. that like weren't developed. I wonder if she was like same mindset. She's like, well, I'm good. I got it. Like, I'll get to it. I mean, at the end of Gary Winogrand's life, at the end of Gary Winogrand's life, he had like two thousand rolls that he hadn't yep. hadn't yeah. even developed, and they had to develop it and say, oh, these are shit because you're in L.A. and you can't do it. Sorry, so that's mm-hmm. not a dig at Winogrand, <laughs> but but yeah, my my point that's is that's what like, they say though. Yep. They do say that. They do say that. Yeah. That's why uh-huh. I said it. Yep. Maybe that's why he never developed them. He knew. Yeah, yeah he knew. He knew. He's like, oh, these these aren't. Good. These are trash. Yeah. And people are like, oh, there's film that he left here. Like, no, those are trash. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. He's also, yeah. this is interesting. You might like this. Uh, he's the only street photographer I know of besides Tony Ray Jones, but he died like in a weird way. Who died young? Like every street photographer lives to be in their nineties or their yeah. late eighties. Yeah, like, there's so many I can name right now oh, that, that are still alive. It's kind of crazy. So if it's you want to live, crazy. be in your nineties, just be a street photographer. Yeah, as I say, it's all the exercise. They <laughs> maybe, walked every day. Maybe I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a yeah. pretty unhealthy guy to be honest, but like I'll probably make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're good you're cardio. Make you know, it. you're gonna make your it. Your heart's in good shape. Yeah, exactly. We'll be right back with a couple listener questions for Trevor right after this message from our sponsor. Just wanted to pop in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only development hang nights. Now, we've done a bunch of these already. They're a ton of fun. We talk shop. We develop some film. We laugh. We also try to get a former guest for these. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to support the show. Thanks. All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. This week, we're going to take a couple questions. And the first one's coming from Painter in a Hurry. And they wanted to know, how are you always out shooting and affording these new film prices? I guess this is a little bit of a deeper answer than you expected. But uh, yeah, bring it. Yeah. I was in a fortunate situation where I didn't have to pay rent for a little while. So, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. So I took advantage of that and I had a little bit of savings and I, 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 I used all the savings to shoot film and then I ran out of money and then my friends kept giving me roles. They're like, Trevor, you should, you should have a role. So they just hand wow. me roles for, for like, for like, a month and a half, like I was running out of film all the time and didn't have a lot of money. So they were like, here, Trevor, have a role. Like you just, they didn't say you deserve it, but they were like, you should have it. So they would give me a, a role. Mm-hmm. So how am I affording it? Uh, I wasn't. But <laughs> now I'm in a better situation. So I can afford roles. And uh, yeah, it's still expensive in New York just to live here in general. Yeah. That's why yeah. a lot yeah. of people will say to me, like, I wish I lived in New York. But it's so expensive. And I'm like, right. Yeah. But like, they, depending on the job, you can find like, that's just how it is. Like, you can get paid a lot more here than you will be paid in sure. the mm-hmm. fucking sure. South. Yeah. So it's just like a give and take kind of situation. Yeah. I, I afford film prices because I pretty much spend most of my money on film because I want to shoot film because I always have. And I think that's, 
I want to stay consistent to my style and my look and yeah. until it's gone, I'll keep shooting it. Mm. Yeah. We've kind of talked about that with other folks too. And we've, I think Timothy and I feel the same. Like it's like when gas goes up, right? Like I need to drive my car. I need to f- fulfill this deep, you know, creative thing yeah. that I have with film. So I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Make it work somehow or another. You know what I mean? And I love that you were, I love that you were in a, in a fortunate situation like that. Yeah, that's great. And anytime anybody's in a situation where they can afford, like a fortunate situation where they can focus on their art is just like such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. We next, have a, next a, question. another question for Trevor. This one's kind of um, a funny question. And it, it, it made me laugh because I'm from Connecticut and I haven't heard the word grinder to describe a sub like a sub sandwich in forever because nobody says that out here in LA. But they ask it says the questions from Go For Gala, and they ask which grinder shop did they did they opt for while in Windsor, Connecticut? So the answer they will is, be judged. Smiley face. So the answer is Family <laughs> Pizzeria, one eight one Broad Street, Windsor, Connecticut, oh six oh nine five, and their phone number is eight six zero six eight eight five zero six nine. And the store hours are Tuesday to Thursday, eleven a.m. to ten p.m. <laughs> and Friday and Saturday, eleven a.m. to eleven p.m. And Sunday Ooh. noon to nine p.m. And delivery is available, and they do accept Visa, Mastercard, American Express, the whole lot. Discover. And the website is www.familypizzawindsorconnecticut.com. Shout out, shout out. You got to get a Nardelli's if you're going to be in yep. Connecticut for a grinder. That's my, Nardelli's my shout out. Is, well, late, late hours Nardelli's. Where, Nardelli's is in Waterbury. Yeah, I'm not very familiar Pretty with sure. Connecticut, but my father's from Hartford. Oh, my okay. God, Nardelli's. I'm like, ugh, I would kill for a Nardelli's grinder right about now. It's <laughs> so good. Well, the grinder we got was chicken cutlet, and I believe I got blue cheese mm. on it. Uh yeah, blue cheese. Uh, I don't remember. It was crazy. The 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 combination was crazy. <laughs> I didn't even order it because my my friend took me there, and he's from Connecticut. He's, he's from Stanford. Well, okay. so. that's great. Great well, question. Yeah, same. especially from you know my home state. I love it. Back back to the camera questions. This is our okay. two part camera question that we always end the show with. The first part is the desert island camera. You can only choose one for the rest of your life. What's it going to be and why? Hmm, that's tough. As you would think, I would say long six, but now I like the Chino because I don't have to think. Okay. Yeah. Leaving yeah. the heirloom behind too. Shit. No, <laughs> no, it, it's tough. I know. I mean, come on. That gives me control. Okay, so wait, am I allowed to have a flash or no? Is an external yeah, flash? Yeah, you can have wild? whatever you want. Whatever so it's you a want. magic island. It mm-hmm. has a, you can have bad, it's batteries. It has film developing. Okay, yeah, so, so, okay, so if I'm allowed to have a flash, then I would take the M6 because- What flash do you use? What's your external that you use? That Contax, right? Contax TLA-140, but I broke it, so I haven't used it in like three months. I haven't used it in two months. Oh, no. Oh, well, guess who gave me the Contax TLA-140? Guess who gave it to me oh. as a gift? For cat sitting. Daniel. I was going to say Daniel Arnold. <laughs> That's great. But unfortunately, art. the crazy thing, you're going to like this, the guy in the video that got aggressive with me broke that flash. No, no. way. Okay. Shit. Because he reached for the flash and then I removed That's the flash right. and I put it in my pocket and then I used it for two weeks and there was a crack that he created that made yeah. like the plastic at the bottom of the hot shoe break off. So he broke the flash. Damn. Yeah, he broke he broke the gift the gift that Daniel gave me. It sucks, but mm. yeah. So yeah, I would pick that M6 with the contacts 
TLA one forty shadow contacts. Give them business. Oh, they don't exist anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we wish. I wish. Yeah. Come back from the dead. That would be one we want. Come back from the dead. All right. Part two. We might already mm. know the answer to this because we were talking. But what is your white whale camera? So it's just like one that you you got it. Like you you've had it on the mind for the longest time. You want to own I'm it. Dreaming about it. Yeah. Scouring the bay. Uh, I don't dream a lot about. Oh, okay. Okay. Actually, I do have an answer. You're never going to guess it because it's medium format. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't have guessed that for you. Yeah, because I've, I've I've only shot two medium format cameras ever. It was in six, seven, a Pentax 6.7 and a Mamiya 7. Mm-hmm. But it's not either of those. It's actually Vivian Myers' camera in Gordon Clark's Oh, camera. the Rolly. The Roloflex yeah. 2.8, uh, the wide, the Roloflex wide. Wow. I would love to see your stuff on a Roloflex. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how it would go. I have no idea because it's I a know. completely different way of shooting, but I would like to yeah. try it out. Uh, also, it has one yeah. 500th of a second flash sync instead oh. of the Leica's 150th. So that I know. Would be cool. I know. Yeah. It's that leaf shutter, man. Love that leaf yeah. shutter. It'll yeah. sync up. Mm. Oh, yeah. Excellent answer. Now I want one. Yeah, that's a good answer. Leaf shutters or claw shutters only. Nothing else. No mirrors. I don't want mirrors. Don't yeah. want right. it. Even though the Nikon F3 MA is a great camera. That's still one that I haven't owned. I haven't owned an F3 yet. Yeah, those are great. But uh, I'm a, I am like the rangefinders. I just like... The reason I also like shooting with the Leica is just because I it, it feels good in the hand. It just, it just mm-hmm. feels yep. like a tool. Yep. I've used a, I've 100%. used the SLR before. It just not that they're bad or anything. It just doesn't feel as good. It is different. I mean, if I'm going to yeah. carry one camera around, it would be a Leica. I've been carrying around the Chinon because it just it's honestly it's like a cheat code. It's easy. It's very easy. It's easy, right? So I don't have like I said, I don't have to think. But pure feel, a Leica for sure. Also, fuck we- the Contax G2. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Hot take. It's not that hot. I've never tried either of them. I never tried either of them, but I always hear about the the autofocus being pretty mm-hmm. pretty poo poo. Oh, awful. I mean, I mean, people yeah. people revere that camera like it's great. I used one one summer, the whole summer, and there were so many good photos that were just completely back focused. And I was like, yeah, not using it again. And I used it like a couple times after that, but pretty much never. I haven't. I haven't used my G one. Well, that's even worse than a G2. It is. I know. <laughs> because when it hits, though, it's like, poof. But when it hits. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's it. The crazy thing to me is my most well-known photo is with a G2. Really? Really? Yeah, it's the one. I don't know if you're going to know it, but it's the one of the woman with her her memories out on Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, your yeah, first yeah, photo yeah. on Instagram. Memories. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pinned, yeah. But that okay, was taken yeah. with a G2. So it's it's nice. it's funny how that worked out because I'd hate you that lucky. camera. You would have been so upset <laughs> if that did not come out. Can you imagine if it was out of oh, focus? Oh, I would be pissed. But honestly, I yeah. <laughs> I took that photo and I didn't even think anything about it. Actually, I I first shared that photo a year after. I didn't even realize it was good at the time. Like wow. I I saw the role and right. I was like, oh, that's just a girl. Like it's nothing. And then I like during COVID, I went through my whole archive and then I shared it, and the people just lost their mind. And I was like, yeah, oh, okay. That's it's so a, funny. It's, it's not a killer even, photo, It's man. not even my favorite photo at all. It's not like, it's in the yeah. top 10 probably, but it's like, it's not my favorite at all. But people love that photo. It's just because it's, it's like, it's just so crazy. Yeah. And it's so I New mean, York. That's... It's like so New <laughs> yeah, York. Yeah, true. Exactly. Man. 
We'll do killer killer answers. Yeah, good answers. Yes, yes, yes. Um, any more? Any more? I mean, this was great. Yeah, I, this was. A I feel good this time. was a yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Trevor. This has been such a fun time. Where can everybody check out your work? Instagram. Do you have a website? Where well, can I have get a to website? Because I, you know, I'm a ghost. <laughs> In, Instagram threads. Fuck threads. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube. That's pretty much it. I mean, I have a Patreon because I'm a starving artist, as they like to say. But uh, yes. yep, yep, yep. Instagram, Instagram, and YouTube. Pretty much. Oh, I started Discord, and Discord's going weird. Discord's been weird. Discord is is weird, but I kind of like it. I like Discord. Well, well, I, I I made a channel, and then just a ton of people joined, and I it's still going on the whole time we've been doing this. It's just <laughs> like people are just talking, like because I guess uh-huh. the people that follow me really like the people that follow. I don't know. It's weird. yeah. It's that's that's yeah. kind of what it is. It reminds me of like the old like Facebook group type thing where people uh-huh. would just kind of talk to each other and and like share yeah. secrets or show share helping yeah i don't even no, have to be no. there they, they're just going that's the off. fun thing about it yeah yeah that's the fun yeah. thing about it so yeah. instagram and Great. youtube that's pretty much it cool timothy where are you instagram threads youtube as well <laughs> uh at timothy makeups bunch of uh i think my youtube is at timothy makeups if you put it in there but if not go to the search bar easiest way type in timothy makeups you'll find a bunch of my old videos there timothymakeups.com Chris, where are you? So I am Crispy Photo on all the things. Uh, Analog Talk Pod on Twitter. I don't know. If you even said no, that we're not we're doing not Twitter anymore. Yet, but mm-hmm. no, uh, we're Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, and that's it. Awesome, Great. Trevor. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Of course. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. First off, Chris and I would love to thank Trevor for coming on the show. We love what you're doing. You're a legend. We love your photography. We love your free spirit. We love it all. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with us. We had such a blast. It was great getting to hear your story. Just great getting to hang out and chat. Again, thanks so much for coming on the show. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for only a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon only develop and hangs over there. A bunch of stuff in the archives and like we always say patreon is the best way to help support the show again patreon.com slash analog talk all right that's going to be it for this week's episode guys trevor thanks so much again for coming to hang out with us we love what you're doing thanks for listening and for all the patrons who already help support the show guys we do not know what we'd do without you thank you so much and until next week we'll see you with an all-new episode later